Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about the cutest warriors helping humans on the front lines in the fight against climate change, an important new study that reveals how you can add years to your life, yes, years, and an ancient Mayan dental practice that added some flashy bling to their teeth. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Callie, what if I told you a team of climate change fighters wasn't just hardworking, they were also really, really, really cute? Um, That sounds like something we're celebrating and sounds like something I could maybe use a picture of. Well, you and our listeners should go Google some pics of otters, because the work of these adorable marine mammals could be like taking millions of cars off the road. Okay, the only thing better than them taking cars off the road would be seeing one of them driving a tiny car. (laughs) I'm imagining a little chauffeur's hat holding a sign at the airport with your name on it. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Before I tell you how they're like a legion of adorable little captain planets, we first should understand how cool otters are even without all the human benefits. Are you talking about both cute and fun facts? Yes. Let's chat about two sea otter subspecies, the southern sea otter and the northern sea otter. Southern sea otters are about 4 feet long and can weigh up to 70 pounds, but our northern friends can weigh up to 100 pounds. Uh, I've always thought that sea otters were like smaller little things. It's a common misconception. They're more golden retriever sized than they are chihuahua sized. And while we're talking about furry animals, otter fur is so important. It's part of what keeps them warm in cold water. In fact, they have the world's most dense fur. How dense is it, Nate? Well, humans have about 100,000 hairs on their head. House cats have 600,000 hairs on their entire body. But otters, they can have a million hairs per square inch. Oh my gosh. Okay, imagine trying to unclog that shower drain. I will not. Otters are also what's called a keystone species, meaning they're an essential piece of an ecosystem, and their health is a really good indication of that ecosystem's health. Are they doing well? Please, Nate, you gotta tell me that these furry guys are doing well. In the 18th and 19th century, fur trading really hurt the population. And by the 1920s, many thought they had gone extinct. What? No, I've seen videos of them just floating on their backs and holding hands. Are you telling me there's like a mass otter conspiracy? While they're still endangered, help from conservationists and legal protection like the Endangered Species Act has helped them recover. But they're still not back everywhere they were before the fur trade. I'll be cheering them on. Uh, How do they help those ecosystems? Well, by eating. A lot. Like a quarter of their body weight every day. And they primarily munch on invertebrates, like clams and mussels. Uh, Taste for the finer things in life. I see you, otters. Certainly. But importantly, they also eat sea urchins, which really helps the kelp population. Sea urchins graze on giant kelp, and if they're not kept in check, they can clear-cut enormous kelp forests. So when the otters eat sea urchins, they allow sea kelp to thrive, and this creates habitat for other fish and mammals. It's the circle of life. But the really cool thing for humans is that kelp forests, like above-ground forests, are really good at trapping carbon dioxide. In fact, kelp trap CO2 more effectively than trees. And giant kelp can grow up to a foot or two a day up to 100 feet tall, or a 10-story building. If it stops at 100 feet, what happens to the kelp if it dies or breaks away? Living kelp holds carbon, but so can dead kelp. Some of it sinks to the ocean floor, where it keeps a death grip on that carbon for thousands of years. Okay, uh, this reminds me of the alien-like sponges in the Arctic from a few episodes ago. They feed on carbon-rich fossils. Uh, Maybe some sponges are also snacking on dead kelp. Uh, But I've got a question. Just how much is all of this helping us? How much carbon are our furry little climate fighters helping us sequester? 
Ecologists from the University of California, Santa Cruz, looked at otter populations between the southern Canadian border and the Aleutian Islands, and they estimated that if the otter population is healthy and helps a kelp forest grow, it would be like taking 5 million vehicles off the road. And that's just if half the trapped carbon stays in the sea. 5 million vehicles? That's like every passenger car and truck in Massachusetts. Even if just 1% of that kelp carbon stayed in the sea, it'd be like taking 100,000 cars off the road. So to recap, more otters means more kelp, which means more trapped carbon, which means huge help to the fight against climate change. Did I get that right? You are spot on. And you heard it here first. Being a climate change warrior isn't just good for the planet. It's also adorable. I'll take cute over carbon any day. Nate, you gotta help me. I have got a song stuck in my head and it's killing me. I can't remember the name of it or think of all the lyrics and I need it for the story. I'm very good at helping people solve this problem. Hum it for me. Oh, that's Hollaback Girl, Gwen Stefani, 2004, produced by The Neptunes. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. This story is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. You'd think you'd remember the setup to your own story. But there's so much more to think about in life. Like, I wonder what the Final Fantasy XIV development team is currently up to. But anyways, listen to this. New research published in the journal PLOS Medicine shows that changing your diet and adding healthy foods like B-A-N-A-N-A-S can uh, seriously increase your lifespan by a number of years. Callie, my body is a temple. And this temple has a drive through window. I survived on fast food for most of my 20s. I can't be getting those years back, right? It's not too late. The research shows that making these changes can have an impact on people of all ages. And in this most unsurprising news of all time, making a change when you're young will have the biggest effect. But the news gets more interesting as the subject gets older. Women who change their diet at 20 years old can add 10 years to their life, while men could add 13. Oh, come on. Not only do women get 83 cents for every dollar a man gets, but now men get 1.3 years for every one year a woman gets? Do the gender gaps ever shrink? Look at you, Nate. A feminist. I love it. But back to the story. This research also showed that changes in your diet are still really impressive if you make them later in life. If you did it at, say, 60, a woman could add eight years and a man could add nine. Even for 80-year-olds, a diet change could give men and women three and a half more years. That means more time with the grandkids. Okay, okay, changing my diet sounds easy enough, but am I going to have to buy those silly green powders from influencers on Instagram? Nope. Unfollow. Scientists at Harvard say the largest gains came from bringing more legumes like beans and lentils and whole grains into your diet and replacing processed meats like sausage and bacon with plant protein from foods like broccoli and chickpeas. What exactly is a whole grain? Are there half grains? This has driven me nuts for years. Speaking of nuts, you should eat those too. They have good antioxidants. But whole grains come from the whole seed of a plant, not just a processed part of it. Callie, I gotta say, the advice of don't eat cheeseburgers, eat more veggies is not the biggest discovery in the world. But it is a major confirmation for dietary guidelines and education that you can add years to your life by making a change. And change would be good, especially when you find out that more people die in America from unhealthy diets every year than from car crashes and smoking cigarettes combined. I'm starting to see why this is an important story to report. There's a lot of human potential in those years, not to mention all the extra memories you could make with your family. That's a lot of benefit from some relatively simple changes to make. So are Americans doing it? We could be doing better. A new CDC report found that of American adults, only 12% are getting enough fruits every day, only 10% are getting enough vegetables, and only 5% of us are getting the majority of our grains from whole grains. 
I'll admit, I'm guilty of missing at least a few of those, but making a full change sounds intimidating. Like, when I'm 75, I will always pick ice cream over a carrot. I mean, I'm 75. I earned it. True, but now that you know that carrot could help you get to 85, you might put down the Cherry Garcia more often. Okay, but I like ice cream, so how much of a difference? Go to foodforhealthylife.org and check out their calculator. It will tell you how changing your diet could affect your lifespan. The calculator lets you choose your optimal diet, lots of lentils, but you can also calculate a feasible diet. That's a diet that is still an improvement, but is a diet you will actually be able to stick to. You're right. This story was (laughs) B-A-N-A-N-A-S. No doubt. Callie, I'm thinking about getting a grill. Nate, you have a grill. You made me dinner on it last week. No, like teeth grills. Metal and gems on my front teeth. Maybe my canines. You know, like to show off a bit. Exactly like... Rappers. This podcast is filled with science facts, Callie. Not bubblegum pop culture trivia. I'm talking about the Maya. Like the ancient Mayan civilization Maya. I didn't know they had grills. Well, neither did I. But according to Dr. Christina Verdugo and a team of archaeologists and anthropologists, they kind of did. Where did they find these ancient grills? In Belize, in a place called, and I kid you not, the Midnight Terror Cave. The what? The Midnight Terror Cave. Scientists have known of the Midnight Terror Cave for a long time. The inner cave area has a water source, and the Maya considered places like this sacred ground. Uh, are you about to tell me about human sacrifice? Well, it's the Midnight Terror Cave. Of course. For the Maya, these places became the location for public rituals, including human sacrifice. And so, the Midnight Terror Cave is littered with over 10,000 bones and bone pieces, including teeth. Terrifying is a perfect word to describe it. Anyway, the bones have made it a perfect spot for Dr. Verdugo to collect samples for analysis. The team noted 102 teeth that have some kind of modification, from gem insertions to intentional grooves or reshaping. The modifications are always on the front two teeth, top or bottom, or the canines, the pointy ones named after the Latin word for dog. Not every tooth, but it was always in front. Wait, that that is kind of like grills. Yeah. And the scientists think the Mayans started wearing them for the same reasons rappers got them, so people could see them. Because they didn't find modifications on molars or wisdom teeth, which sit in the back of the mouth. It really is incredible how many of our cultural practices, whether we know it or not, are influenced by the past. Uh, So other than this surface-level info, what else did they find? After making detailed observations, they collected samples from all over the site. Their plan was to analyze the DNA to determine as much info as possible, like biological sex and any potential familial relationships between subjects. So they pulverized each tooth down into powder to get to the DNA. They just snatched the teeth right off the skulls and ground them into dust? That seems a bit forceful. This was definitely done with care and purpose. They photographed each sample and made it into a 3D model. So once all the teeth were analyzed, the experts developed theories on why these toothy adjustments were made. They think it could be anything from a marker of tribal identity to an intimidation tactic against their enemies, an initiation ritual, or they just thought it looked cool. But they don't know for sure? It's nearly impossible to know for sure, but they're taking very educated guesses based on lots of previous data about the Mayan civilization. So they feel pretty confident that the alterations may have been a status symbol, but they did find an interesting new piece of information inconsistent with previous findings. Mayan imagery almost always depicts the sacrifice of young men, but the samples collected were roughly 60% female, suggesting the images and reality didn't always align. 
So wait, if you get grills, you'll be sacrificed in the Midnight Terror Cave. <laughs> Only in the court of public opinion. And we should talk to our sound designer, Nick, about the sound effects. Yeah, I'm actually wondering if he can do my next dinner party. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Fighting climate change just got a whole lot cuter. Sea otters may be one of our biggest allies in the battle. They eat sea urchin, which allows kelp forests to grow, which then traps so much carbon that it's like taking millions of cars off the road. A new study shows that changing your diet could add significant years to your life, as many as 10. And while we all know eating more fruits, veggies, and whole grains is good for us, unhealthy eating is the leading cause of death in America. So it's time to listen to the science and make some healthy changes. Archaeologists have given us insight into the ancient Mayan practice of dental modification. Doing DNA analysis and cross-referencing with previous research led them to conclude that the modifications were likely a status symbol and that there may have been a higher proportion of female sacrifices than previously thought. That's not fair. It's equality, Callie. <laughs> Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 